Show with Ryan and Taylor. How are you, Ryan? I'm well, Taylor. How are you? I'm all right. You know, things are uh, changing all across the world at this point. Right, brewing, a percolating. The the things are if things have have certainly um, shifted to a degree, right? Uh, you know, we're seeing we're seeing some um, we're seeing some charges, we're seeing some arrests, we're seeing some escalations as protests. Are, you know, we're seeing some things uh, uh, happen amongst protesters and police that uh, sometimes seems like you know a bit kind of media headline grabbing some of it seems genuine too it's just like you're, we're being uh thrown a lot of uh, images and stories and just trying to juggle all of that has been um it, it's been a lot it's been a lot for us uh it's been a lot for the world and certainly america and uh certainly thinking about it in solidarity as uh yeah uh so it's powerful stuff so but that that's that's just my my kind of top of mind stuff but what about you yeah this is all sort of in reaction to black lives matter movement and george floyd's death which we talked about um on the last podcast but chose not to release just because you know we're not experts in the field and it had just happened and um yeah and and didn't want to occupy that that signal for creating too much noise um but yeah, for me, um, so I attended, I attended a protest yesterday in Sydney, which was really great that they were, I mean, it makes sense in hindsight that they're having one, but sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know what makes it to Australian media and what, what is meaningful, but it also ties in uh, the death of George Floyd, um, uh, it, uh, an Aboriginal man died in custody, um, very uh, close to George Floyd's murder mm -hmm. as well. And, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, they both have the same last words where uh, I can't breathe. And, mm -hmm. um, obviously I think every police force in the world has, has to sort of reckon with, um, with all this and the systematic mm -hmm. racism at the root of policing and, mm -hmm. uh, and the costs of, of lives and money. And, and, and so, so yeah, so I went to a protest to, uh, you know, protest that sort of focus on defunding and reallocating these funds that go to heavily armed people to enforce the will of the powerful <laughs> is the way that I, <laughs> that I think about it. Yeah. Um, how was that experience for you? Um, help me understand mm -hmm. not just this experience, how it may have been different from other organizing or kind of mobilizing events that you may have attended or protests that you attended. Um, I, I think there's a certain, you know, I'm sure a very interesting dimension to this, seeing as that you're abroad and this is a, um, it's not, it's branded as an American issue, but it is also branded as like a, a civil rights or justice mm -hmm. issue uh, internationally, just in general for folks of like, what are what is justice and what is uh, reparations, you know, in, in, in relation to um, policed uh, brutality? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so I went there and I was probably like, I was nervous for a lot of reasons uh, okay. because the protests in America have become um, quite violent with police tear gassing and rubber bulleting, shooting uh, protesters. Um, and so I kind of went in with that perspective. Australia is, in general, more chill. It doesn't mean that every every doesn't mean that you know that's the good cops or whatever, but it does mean that 
you know, they the, the cops probably feel safer because there's less people who are armed in general, et cetera, et cetera. So I was probably a little nervous. I was a little nervous for that, and I was also a little nervous being a foreigner. Um, and this protest was deemed uh, illegal. It had been approved at first, and then mm-hmm. um, as attendance numbers grew and grew, um, a case quickly... It just got a went, little unwieldy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and I can understand... There is a great understanding for not wanting to spread COVID-19, and I understand anybody who stayed home because of that. Totally, totally makes sense. Um, but there was that on top of being a foreigner, and then there's also, like... I'm a big, tall, white dude, and for a mm-hmm. uh, protest that about coverage of undercover cops, um, who maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, I was trying actively not to look like an undercover cop, which is a new um, thing. Uh, yeah, especially because I was going alone, um, so. But, I mean, everything was fine. Everything was totally fine in the end, but those were all those sort of nervous thoughts that were going through my head. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're sharing this. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, you, you, there's even some anticipation, or rather, not, uh, what's the word? Trepidation, right? On, um, you know, understanding, like, you know, this is a big thing, you want to show your support, mm-hmm. but there are certain caveats that you have to make, or, or things to be aware of that, um, yeah, that you have to be mindful of, uh, in order to, uh, feel like you're, you're safe, too. As, sure, yeah. as well as, as but but um, not give the wrong impression or right. Uh, yeah. I don't want to make other people feel unsafe. Is is the other? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I we I mean we can dissect this bit by bit or like I mean but like maybe just talk about for me I don't know why I feel like I'm just interviewing you, here, <laughs> inter- <laughs> interrogating you like tell me what happened uh, namely because my experience has been I. This is happening throughout small towns in America, but I have, um, because I'm new to the area again, I don't, uh, I, I don't have friends, or rather, I don't have friends. Um, the, that connection to, to where, what's happening in small towns around here, um, I don't hear about them until after they've happened. And, uh, so, um, yeah, my solidarity has looked very different. So, um, I, I think it's been, I'm trying to, I think, to a degree, try to live or experience this vicariously through you, albeit it's in a different country and different circumstances. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess what, what was your overall, um, impression or, you know, of the experience while it was happening and after it was, after it had, it had happened? Uh, yeah. So I like, I sort of showed up, hmm. um, meeting at one of the, uh, it's town hall. I don't know. You guys know what a town yeah. hall is, right? You guys got town yeah, halls. Yeah. There, there's, yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, and there was a there was a couple speakers. I'll be honest, I couldn't hear them. There was like too many people, and I was too far away. Um, but then there was, you know, it's a protest. There's a lot of chanting, and then you march down. We marched from town hall down to Central train station, um, and every once in a while, we would take a knee and throw up a fist. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it was. I'm not a person who resonates, I think, with, like, group dynamics as well as other people. Like, I don't get going into a stadium and, and seeing a bunch of people cheer for a team. Like, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't work for me. But um, it was definitely cool to see a lot of people energized. It's so cool to see people, you know, willing to defy the law which and, and like, try to make the world a better place and work to do good things. Um, the, the one thing that I think that really could have been done better was, like, I'd say 10% of the people weren't wearing masks, which seems crazy to me. 
like that is the big thing you can poke a hole that I'm understanding in in with this protest is like there's a pandemic right now we all need to be as far away as possible right, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, a lot of folks, I think, yeah, we're making the argument here that um, COVID-19 is, as an, as an international pandemic, is also a public health crisis that is mostly due yeah. to structural inequities and just and, and total uh, lack of oversight, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so, as well as, you know, the, uh, another public health emergency is also the, the discriminate murdering of black folks and 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 how they're disenfranchised and so um yeah you kind of poke a hole in that argument if um you're just not respecting social distancing i mean and i I mean or at least wearing masks too and right wearing masks seems like the bare minimum and it's yeah i don't really has a bad look to it if you're protesting without a mask. right 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 i mean it's not i i think uh i'm sure that given how quickly and how um strongly um, passionately, these uh, protests have been organized. I get it; they're not always going to be like ironclad when it comes yeah. to, but um, it, it, there's a lot of information certainly circulating in the on the internet that um, gives pretty good guidance as to how to protest um, safely, how to protest past um, barrier or past curfews, what to do in case you get arrested, how you videotape phenomenon happening phenomena happening you know during protests or um seeing police yeah. so i think there have been a lot of uh good best i guess yeah best practices out there that wearing a mask is also pretty much i mean it shouldn't have to yeah. be said but i guess it needs it needs reiterated it needs said um well that yeah i think that'd make me feel uneasy too because now what i mean uh i think governor cuomo over here in new york wants folks to i mean if you went to a protest you should get tested Right. That's like a general rule of thumb now. And I mean, um, I think that um, I yeah, I I would certainly feel that would that would be my nervousness percolating through going to a protest, too, I think is. Yeah. um, Well, should I quarantine myself even if I've got a mask and so and so has got a mask, too? There's a lot of things we don't know about this. And yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a good thing. I didn't even think about getting tested. I was probably mm. going to lay low the next couple of days, but yeah, I'll think. I'll see if that's. It might be like twenty bucks, and I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the other weird phenomenon that was happening there was there were people who were so. I guess yellow was sort of this color, but they they had badges that said observer, and it was just like made up. But it was like a very weird. It was just like they were expecting something bad to happen and therefore this was supposed to be some sort of badge that would protect them from that but like to have a, an observer opinion to have like no opinion in and to show to the protest is like just like a I bystander you mean are. just yeah what? just like as if they're wearing like a un press hat or something you know in in like uh yeah it was just it was weird, weird. i mean mm. i un- i don't know Okay. I I would want the most people to come as possible, and especially if you're trying to learn about these things, then that I, you can do that. But then putting a thing that says I don't have my mind made up about this <laughs> this scenario is like a <laughs> yeah. And I and oh. I think that's not very helpful for like I think there is a degree of license or patience with folks who are trying to emotionally and 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 sort of grapple all the resources at their disposal with regards to like how to be 
actively anti-racist, right? Or to actively see yeah. what are have been, what are the structural problems that have brought us to this defining moment. And uh, right. but I don't think you should go to a protest then and then mark yourself that because it gives again it it dilutes it. it that that sense of powerful mobilizing and corralling and also that yeah. sense of of kinship right yeah uh, that's that is really i mean those yeah. are f- essentially outliers in that community right like they're they're really just they're they're shadowing right they're visiting but they're not really making any yeah. commitments and it's i mean you want to be as inclusive as possible i but i don't think it's yeah. um that that would make me feel uneasy in that, you know, um, that would not, that would make, make yeah, that would not make me feel safe too. Right. Yeah. And, and almost, I don't know. It's like, it's bad, badly thought out all around Mm. because like you're basically saying, you know, I don't necessarily agree with this, but I want to occupy space here, which is exactly the wrong thing to do, you know? Um, yeah. A lot of this is about giving folks the aggrieved, Right. Space. Right. We're like yeah. just following black voices, following black leaders. They know what to do. Right. It's it's, it's ugh, I, I get that. I, I remember being at a um, at a little kind of breakfast lecture thing. It was head by um, headed by or rather the, the opening or the keynote speaker was a uh, black femme who CEO of this arts and activist organization. And of course there's that classic Q and a question where it's like, I'm the whitest white person who's ever whited and I just don't know what to do. And there is this collective sense of like, like this, uh, once again, Uh, another person is trying to like take, make this about them. And there's this like, try to, uh, what, what's the word virtue signaling. That's also happening too. I think that's a, that's the new I, moniker of like, yeah. well, it's very low hanging fruit to mention something, like mm-hmm. to mention the obvious, right? Without actually yes. doing anything that deconstructs or or, or um, changes the argument, right? Or really adds value yeah. to the argument. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I think that's I that's what I think that represents to me. But there's a sort of it's um, interesting but not helpful. <laughs> yes yeah exactly there's plenty yeah there's better ways to observe and not be in the same space mm-hmm. and and i feel the same way about the people who were sort of like standing off to the sides and like taking video uh you yeah. know where they're like s- still there taking up space not really participating yeah. it's just yeah, weird. it's voyeuristic yeah. you feel surveyed you feel seen yeah and watched. that's what it was it was just like a line of cameras mm-hmm. and yeah in my face down the road and it was just yeah I don't know a lot of lot of weird weird social dynamics and i think this is a good transition to uh other ineffective sure. ways of of protest during d- during this past week there was like a number of memeable shareable social media trends going mm-hmm. on and one of them was the black square yeah which i think is going <laughs> to be one of the more interesting artifacts Ooh. of social media yep. and and phony activism and uh you know i'll be the first one to say they got me i put up a black square i thought it was i thought it was you know showing solidarity and um, goofed. but but to right. recap so <clears throat> the idea here was this thing called blackout tuesday mm. in which you post a blank black square and that was be to 
represent that you're not sharing something, I think is the first issue, and that you stand with Black Lives Matter, which I think is good, fine, you know, and that's that's where I was coming from. Um, but what ended up happening was by using the hashtag Black Lives Matter, suddenly this hashtag had no meaning. It suddenly became all black squares, which makes it incredibly hard to organize or think or get information about uh, via this hashtag, which has been crucial to the movement. And then you have this backlash of other people saying, take down the square or delete the post and change the, change the hashtag and don't use this. And it's like, it's, I don't know, it's really fascinating to see how social media changes activism and, and what, you know, whether the square being, being up at all ever meant every, anything, it felt a bit like a sabotage on the movement as well. And, and I believe that it was all done in good faith, but there was just a lot of these interesting uh, knock-on effects. Yeah, and I think that brings up a larger question as to what does social activism really mean and look like? right like is it Mm -hmm. is it the bare minimum that you put up a filter or a or a a screen or like yeah like a post like a black square and just hashtag something um as we we've seen that constantly for not just you know this um this scenario but certainly for any uh awful gun right or you know yeah um not awful gun rights awful gun massacres that propel gun right move guns um gun restrictions or um sort of uh gun safety movements to like put out a profile picture like or uh uh is it filter or is it some sort of sticker the point is is that it's lazy activism right no it's yeah. it's something that ultimately folks are not going to really remember you for or at least I, I mean that's i guess that's the question is you know are folks even going to remember it or um does it actually serve as a blip on the radar as opposed to writing to a um government official or signing a petition or you know doling mm-hmm. out uh funds toward any sort of bail fund or uh memorial fund or any kind of um or nonprofits that are working for activists. So, um, yeah, I I took a social media break, Taylor, uh, this week. I took took oh, about yeah, took so about like five or so days. Yeah, basically most yeah. of most of uh, the weekdays this week. And uh, I came back to my feed, and I, I like it's the algorithm. Like for some odd reason, it was like, "Whoa, you're back!" And um, they just it volleyed all of these black squares. And these black, you know, and just these empty posts, empty both physically and also in just in content. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, what, 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 what happened? What, ha- what happened to all yeah. of this? Uh, and I, I think it's, yeah, not only a lazy way to show solidarity, but then yes, it's as another way of diluting or um, really kind of making the killing the momentum, making it. Uh, making that coverage kind of not ring true or, or it kind of, you know, makes it flaccid, like, if that makes any sense. It just, it's like, oh, there's, yeah. you know, and yeah, you're just going to do it for one day, but, like, Tuesday's just as important as any of the other days before it or after it when it comes to really documenting and understanding what we and, you know, what we need to do um, to, to, again, be actively anti-racist. And so I just... um I, yeah, it just, it seemed performative too, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, yeah, there, I would say there is, the positive effect was like, on that day, I 
woke up and I sort of got to see everybody who was like on board because it is the lowest hanging fruit. Like, it's really the easiest thing you can do is is post a nothing, yep. right? And and seeing that from like all of not maybe probably not all my friends, but just having a long line of people that I see were mm-hmm. like standing in support, even if it's the minimum thing. That was a little bit energizing, but then. I also had the thought, this seems a little bit dumb. Too. So, I, it seemed a little bit dumb to me, because um, not just only because I saw it through social media, but at the same time, um, I was seeing it amongst like companies and content creators and folks that you know we mm-hmm. generally, I think, just consume, right? Or, or, or things that we just usually consume. And there's always some message of solidarity or some hashtag out there in their own form of the black square. And... I, in a way, just became, I mean, like, again, how authentic is this, right? Can you qualify the black square with, well, we're also sending a donation to this, or this, you know, again, but if it's just the square and the hashtag, I, mm, again, it's just the bare minimum, man. Yeah, and even, um, even when there's donations Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, it's, it's, the smallest percentage that they could figure out that they had to do, you know? Right, right, Uh, right. I saw one from Nintendo. Nintendo initially, like, had something that was just, like, we stand in support. Something very (laughs) general (laughs) and no donation. And then I think later on in the week they said they gave $100,000. And I'm like, dude, that's, like, three switches. You could could send a little more, you know? It's transactional. I... I have been heartened by, um, have you heard about this? Um, oh gosh, I don't want to butcher his name. Um, but Alexis or Alexi, um, O'Hannon or or, the, uh, former CEO of Reddit, uh, decided to resign immediately from the board and, uh, make sure that that was going to, that his successor was, you know, take, uh, that, that he wanted to underscore that his successor needed to be black right okay and you know and understanding right taking away all of the privileges and all of that power that you would that certainly comes with being on the board of, of reddit right of all you know this um which in a way it too has been uh flagged for being the arbiter of a lot of vitriol yeah. too right like, i think the the symbolism of that move has a lot more power than i think just a simple grant or a simple yeah. like um, and I think that's what folks are looking for is, you know, not just, not just talk, right. But walk. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, a part of me just doesn't want any corporations mm-hmm. to have any space in this at all. You know, it's, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess that that's good, but it, it also seems performative oh, yeah, right? totally. to say, Hey, I'm going to step out and you need a black CEO and. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's good. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it certainly it certainly made news, know. right? And I'm I'm certainly talking about it, yeah. right? So it has, and I, um, I, that does, that does hearken to, and you know, stop me if this is not the right time to make this type of pivot. But a lot of folks are thinking about or have thought about Pride as like, well, Pride started out as a riot, so why are a bunch of companies mm-hmm. now marketing? pride materials sending folks of their you know uh teams that are lgbtq affiliated or identified onto parades and it's becoming really this uh commodified uh practice right yeah and totally i mean i i would worry the same that um 
let's say we, we and I mean that in a way a lot of what we could say the, the corporate world is trying to put its hands around or at least try to make sense of this is through diversity and inclusion right mm-hmm. that's that is yeah. the corporate I guess um, strategy or can be seen as the corporate strategy to really advancing I don't know some racial equity uh, or and not just racial equity but just you know equity in general and I'm I that's tough that's hard I don't I that's people will say that you know yeah. pride pride also like yeah to have to throw in you know it's also a function of diversity and inclusion which is a function of trying to peddle the best and only the best qualities of your of your company yeah, I mean, it's this is this really tricky situation. <laughs> Tricky's in quotes here, but it's like, obviously, corporations. When when you're running a corporation, that's a thing that profits off of the labor of your employees. You know, that's the definition of what a company is: is to, mm-hmm. you know, make more money than you have to pay your employees, right. right? And that's a form of inequality. So your whole spiel there is like running off of uh you know oppression uh so to then take something like pride and be like well let's how do we make more money off of this how do we brand ourselves with rainbows and look friendly and Uh, yeah i don't know uh yeah is it is it a balance is it just you know uh divest from from uh, from corporations altogether and capitalism yes i mean yes that's 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 the answer yeah yeah it's the in-between steps that seem blurry. Mm-hmm. Gray. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I've always seen, like, you know, you see advertisements that are, I don't, I don't know, they're, they're going for this market. They're being overtly, like, we are super trans-friendly. Thumbs up all around. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you be you. We are the brand for everyone, including uh, gay people. Mm-hmm. And, like, like... It just all feels really forced and insincere because it's an advertisement because like that medium is never going to feel like somebody really talking to mm-hmm. you. It's going to always feel like somebody selling you something. Right. Right. Yeah. I And I for something that when there are still problems that persist that relate to any uh aggrieved, underrepresented, underserved um yeah, aggrieved party. Like, I don't think there's there's only so much fluff that you can really put in your message before, like, folks disconnect, right? Folks folks find that that, like, oh, no, the message is too muddled and, like, I don't actually know what you're talking about anymore. You're just, like, you're either trying to sell me something you're, or you're not actually telling me, like, well, tell me what you really want to hear. And I think... Um, folks, increasingly, I certainly in our in our generation and definitely in the generation that follows us, have a BS meter. Right. Have a barometer yeah, of yeah. like, you know, I know when you're lying to me. Right. Um, yeah. Namely, because we've been nickeled and dimed and baited and switched for so long. <laughs> yeah. We got real good at learning. Yeah. yeah. Fool, fool me once. Fool me mm-hmm. twice. You know? mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I'm I, I I'm hopeful that uh this this is a wake-up call certainly for corporations to to really you know stand up and um and say you know the things that matter right yeah, yeah. it's not it's not that hard 
Uh, I think that's really, it's not that, I don't think it should be hard to do and or say what's right. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Nor do I. And, yeah, you know, oh, what about investors? Or what about, you know, what about, you know, losing this amount of, uh, I don't know, losing this, this perhaps, um, I don't know, stream of revenue for, and I'm like, go, so what? So yeah, what? like yeah. then, I mean, I mean, there is. Where is the moral, the the moral rectitude? Where is the? And I don't know. I I'm, I'm certainly I, I feel like I'm I, I certainly face that at work and or rather parts of my everyday and uh, I'm struggling mm-hmm. to really understand. Again, are my values really aligning with my everyday? And uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a, probably a a hard and long discussion. That's probably <laughs> not the the length of the podcast, but yeah, we um, can talk about yeah. it. Though it sounds like it has some depth. Sure. On the other hand, yeah, it could be a threat to your employment, which is why it's hard right. to talk about these things. Right. Right. Yeah, it's incriminating to a degree, or rather, you know, to what extent can you think openly about the intentions and really the 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 clout or the credibility of it you know this sort of of work for uh, a corporation and i mean yeah i i just don't know if uh yeah this may be it's i think it's this is the space but um what does that look what does that look like right and what does what look like i mean i guess me trying to reconcile do i stay at a job like this like and i think you know um if I'm speaking openly, and I think anybody, you know, if you, if, if any, anyone could ask me this, is that I don't think it's this is a forever type of work, right? To work at a corporation that, um, you know, uh, would like to do good in some sort of space, and then, um, but is al- also ultimately a servant of capitalism. And I think for me, I would like to increasingly hone, like, really, like, hone down that capitalism part, mm-hmm. and you know, to the point where I can just throw it away and just be, you know, and. Uh, really think about mission and vision and 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 real work yeah right what is that what are those kinds of jobs i guess because i'm always i mean if you get a job that is for profit it feels like you're always sort of serving uh capitalism but i can see where with your current position you're probably a little closer to the metal there um yeah yeah is that the, and i mean yeah i don't know I don't, I, I mean, let's, let's think about, uh, and we've talked about this, like purely nonprofit work or charity work isn't a degree kind of a farce in that charities rely on money to exactly. function. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a bit of professionalized begging that needs to happen mm-hmm. that like you want to, you want to be able to, you want to be able to dismantle the system, but you also need to work with it in order to continue to dismantle the system right which is uh yeah not i think a fun dance it's also not a skill that i'm not sure i have about asking folks with means like hey like you know throw us money so that we can make you feel better or throw us money so that we can continue our work and ultimately try to upend um right all of this Mm -hmm. the system that that ultimately favors you and uh, um, saying that without saying that, really, I mean. Yeah, absolutely, right. Some it's, some uh, must know and some must not. <laughs> <laughs> some must right, know right. that you're working to dismantle the system that gave them all the wealth in the first place, and and some are like wanting to do that. Some rich people, I assume, are wanting to do that, and some are not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 
I, I mean, I can't, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I couldn't get into the head of every rich person, but yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. right? You know, that's like some folks just don't really understand, I think, or really need to um, explore what their motivations for, you know, for charity and, you know, uh, work that involves uh, underserved, underrepresented uh, folks without means. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, I don't know. And I, yeah. So I, maybe it is for, you know, finarial work or mortuary school mm-hmm. after all. Uh, you can do it. So yeah, no, that work needs to be done. That work needs to be done for everyone. Yeah. Uh, It'll and it's, be uh, it's certain, and, and that is certainly the great equalizer. Yeah. Um, but that can be, I think be predatory and, uh, hmm. Yeah, uh, I think swindly in its own right. So I think what is the holistic and you know ethical way of approaching that too? But again, that's a whole nother podcast as well. Well, let's not all make this about me, right? <laughs> to you know, strip this away from the movement or or, or the real cause. I, but I think um, I'm glad that you're sharing your your experiences. I I want to just uh, ask you have. This obviously, this obviously hasn't been your first protest, but maybe this is your first protest that you've been to, where um, it felt like essential, right, yeah. for you to yeah. to go. This is, you know, I think maybe the the most recent one or the most, you know, probably the most important one. If I went to a protest like this, this would feel like one of the most important one in my adult life, mm-hmm. aside from maybe a protest that was after the election. The election of yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When that when I and I remember the the energy. Yes. Of feeling that, but the, the the cumulative rage that we were we had all felt, yeah, um, and and wondering what that what that would entail. Yeah, I remember. Uh, oh man, oh man. I think everybody oh, has the man. day that they they remember waking up and being like, "Holy crap, yep. man!" Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that's a that's a clunker. We we don't we don't have to go it's there. It's a real down note. The other thing, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> the other thing that um, uh, so I'm trying to be a little more active in my activism lately. Um, and one of the other things was you know there's this this uh, website BlackLivesMatters.card.co that people like have been sharing and putting in their bios. Maybe you're out mm-hmm. of the uh, social media sphere, but. Um, basically it's a lot of great resources to say here's what you can do if you don't know what to do which i think is like the perfect like that's the perfect packaging to just say here's a url here's you know a hundred million mm-hmm. things you can do they start at protesting and going to these things and totally understandable if you can't do that here's some petitions here's some people you can write to and um so i think maybe two or three days ago i did like a little live stream where i put my phone up and uh, you know, I had the URL on one side of the screen and then I was just going through all the petitions on the other mm-hmm. side. And, um, I hope that I was trying not to make it about me, obviously is the big thing. It's like it, trying to keep attention on the issue, but also wanting right. to normalize doing these petitions and hopefully mobilize people who, you know, if you, if you're on Instagram and you're tapping, your seeing your stories or whatever, you see I'm live and you tap that. And then you see that I'm doing this right now. Like, I feel like it's a bit of a Venus flytrap. Like I got you, dude. Like you're just looking at Instagram on your phone. You could be doing a, a petition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that um, hard. <laughs> not, it's not all doing them all doing them all took like an hour and a half, mm. but doing a couple is not, not hard. Um, 
But yeah, I'm just trying to find new ways to share activism without putting the attention on me and right. to try to motivate people to do the same. Right, you want to democratize yeah. it, for sure. Um, I think that... I've always I've always thought about this, but I, now more acutely than ever as to... I mean, I like being around people. I like entertaining, or rather, you know, and, and I've always wondered about what would it be like to um, collect, or maybe not collect, but I think just aggregate similarly-minded folks, groups of folks who may want to, let's say, pull some of our funds together um, and uh, maybe make a donation to a certain cause or a certain organization every now and then that um, mm-hmm. really resonates with us and and then just do this on a regular basis. And I don't know, if, and then maybe it's just like, we had just we just have dinners and then maybe for the cost of the meal, this is, you know, we, we throw some dollars together and we just pull it toward an organization. And it's a great way to, yeah, still have that sense of fellowship, talk about maybe an important issue, debate yeah. about it if need be, but then also pull our funds to make sure that mm-hmm. it goes toward a um, a really good cause, and I guess that's technic that's technically like yeah, it's a fundraiser, right? Yeah. Um, but I, want- I was gonna say this is a real yeah. uh, this is a real uh, uh, capitalist. Oh yeah, no ch- charity solution. But I mean, I mean, it's no. it's fine. It's, I was just like I- you're thinking like the way that you do your job, which is. Fine. Right, right, and, the, and just, the th- uh, just notice it. Yeah, no, and things like that exist, right? I mean, I guess what I'm essentially yeah. essentially proposing is like, well, you know, I want to, st- I actually want to start like a giving circle. I want a giving mm-hmm. circle that actively um, interrogates, like, well, if we are young people or young educated people of means, then like, what is, what exactly are we, what is our responsibility to um, use that privilege in ways? that can really uh, move the needle and and actually create impact and i yeah and i I, and how do and i think that's the the tricky thing is then well how do we then deflate our you know or make sure that it's not really an ego boosting and or an elitist activity and actually now that i'm thinking about it i'm like oh well actually uh, that that can that maybe that doesn't look so good but then because you know what if who gets to come and why do they get to come and how important is it that they come and okay well Thank, okay, thank you. Uh, I'm, as well, that, as I'm as that, I mean, there's, yeah, the, I'm. There's no. Well, we, there's a different. There's plenty of ways to skin a cat, and um, yeah. But yeah, that has been the framework that I've been working with, or rather that I that I know of, and I'm sure that there are ways to dismantle that and make sure that it's more equitable and fair for folks. And uh, but yes, how do we get funds that don't need to be sitting in our, or you know, don't yeah, don't need to be sitting at um, a bank account or don't need to be thrown at a fancy restaurant or at Nordstrom. And yeah, yeah um, I don't know. That's uh, that's what I've been thinking. Um, I, I've, cert- I've read on in the internet, but I've also been thinking uh, for myself, and I think, we, and we've discussed this, is what has, what does resistance look like? What is, um, for me personally, what is, what does activism look like for me personally? And uh, I guess that to a degree, I'm kind of throwing spaghetti on the wall, trial and error, seeing what works sure. for me. Yeah, that, you know, that's totally valid at right? this point. I um, feel like doing something is better than doing nothing. Absolutely, and, and that even if you make a mistake, sure, it, I'm, mistakes will be made. I reckon it's like a muscle. You know, you just got yep. you got to keep working at it. At some point, it'll get stronger. At some point, you know, and I know that under, and I understand just as much as it's exhausting to experience this um, 
on a daily basis to experience racism and and uh, anti-blackness uh, daily, it's not as exhausting for me to just keep trying to find ways that make sense for to how to be actively anti-racist. And so 